0: i yeah.
1: the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Uh, back at uh, at Jim Graham building talking about plants. And, uh, you know, it's a weekend gardener in all, of course. Uh, we do talk gardening sometimes. Paul McKenzie's with us from the Extension Service in Warren and Vance County. Sometimes I say Vance and Warren, but Warren County and Vance County. It's, it's all Great good. places. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Near 85. And everything, uh, Colonel Lieutenant Colonel retired, Mart Bumgardner, is uh, the horticulture agent in Orange County, and he's in the grape business now.
2: We are, we are going into. <laughs> are y'all going to make some
1: wine over there? you going to have well, a, a grape have, stomping. Well, we have.
2: We actually have two carlos which are a grape uh, muscadine uh, that were donated by Union Farm, but um, we're hoping to get some of their their. Uh, I don't even know the variety, it's a, it's a hybrid variety and I don't know what they're calling it yet. Uh, but we want to be able to demonstrate uh, some of the, the grapes, the muscadines that uh, they're growing out there at Union Grove right there at our office. So that's kind of what we're hoping to do. Very good. And yes, sir. We're, uh, of course, uh, Brother Rufus is with us
1: uh, this morning and uh, we, we have placed on uh, the WPTF Facebook page the Weekend Gardener Facebook page and my Facebook page. A photo of Rufus. Uh, it was a postcard that was sent out. Did you carry these in your pocket or something? Well, I you did. They gave them governor? out, and
3: you could use them as a postcard, and you could uh, autograph them.
1: And it was uh,
3: a, a, a formal picture of me smoking a pipe. And
1: what what building was that taken in? Was that in? Uh, was that across from the Capitol? That's across from the Capitol. I recognize that. That was. Uh, I remember interviewing Mike Easley in there. That radiator. Yes, that's correct. Sitting in there. And uh, that's a, it's still there in the
3: Supreme Court that can have it. its that radi-
1: radiator. I think the wind is the window. I don't remember. the they, window, well, I, I
3: used to back in the days when you had pigeons on the square. <laughs> yeah. They had a wire that ran across from one side of the street to the other. And the pigeons would roost there. Yeah. People walked under it all the time. Right. And occasionally the pigeons would hit. Yeah, <laughs> And you would see somebody, first of all, what they would do is instinctively rub their head. Now, can you imagine that when a pigeon has pooped on you? Why <laughs> would you rub your head? I don't head? know how we
1: got into this, folks, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now, I'm really is... intrigued.
3: And, and I would yell down the hall, come look, we've got a pigeon poop." <laughs>
1: Wait no wait. So I, did, is that the way you spent your your years as Attorney General? By that's what by I was going to ask. Now. That's right. exactly what I was wanted to know. That's, is that the most interesting thing you did? Right
3: out that window.
1: Is it, that's a Fayetteville street and, window, and or and the
3: that that is that that is a Fayetteville street. Yeah, window. okay, that's what I thought. And that's where I saw the action happen. <laughs> and this should know. this should intrigue. Gosh, I wish our, I'd
1: asked uh, Governor Easley about that too. This should
3: in- intrigue.
2: Martin over here, or uh, yeah, the good shots they made.
1: How <laughs> about that? Well, you
2: know, I bet you there was a line on the road, a white line. Don't cross the white line. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know the and poop is white as it, oh, <laughs> it, okay. it, marks <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Well, I think we're uh, we're getting a little too graphic here, Colonel. We also have uh, Gerald Storm, who's with uh, Wyatt Quarles, and I'm sure you're glad you came today. Yeah, I hate to follow that. I'm gonna leave that along. <laughs> wow. So, uh, anything else you want to share? What what else did you see out the window, Rufus?
3: Well, he had the man, the peanut man.
1: Oh, I remember him.
3: And you could take all your children there and feed the peanuts. Yeah. And the pigeons finally disappeared. You know why? Hawks. Mm. Hawks got them. Mm. Uh, Raleigh has a thriving flock of of hawks now. Mm -hmm. And you will never see a pigeon on the Capitol Square again. Mm. Wow. That's
2: good to know. How about that? Yeah. Do we...
1: uh, have we gone to the farmers market yet and uh, talked to the uh, farmers market manager Monica Wood? Hey Monica good morning uh, do, do you think you
4: tuned into a different show when you picked <laughs> up the phone or bike I think this is pretty standard I, I, I don't know I I, I, think,
1: I think this was at a racetrack going 150 miles an hour and we just hit the wall. <laughs> That was a great story. Uh, Monica, back to reality. Uh, (laughs) What's going on at the farmer's market?
5: Well, it's a great day. It's a beautiful day to come out to the market and uh, stop around. I tell you, the sun is shining. There's lots of beautiful and delicious produce coming in right now. Of course, we're getting more into some of the summertime produce where we're seeing squash and green beans. Um, Of course, we have greenhouse tomatoes and a few um, few greenhouse crops still coming in, like cucumbers. And we're starting to see even some field um, cucumbers as well. And we also have peaches. Uh, It's always a favorite time when the peaches start coming in. And we still have strawberries that are hanging on and and blueberries coming in. So, so many wonderful um, treats that you can come out and and buy that are all from local farms.
3: Did you say field-grown tomatoes, Monica?
5: No, I was saying that we do have some field-grown squash and things like that that are starting to come in now, but still greenhouse tomatoes. Okay, um,
3: okay. There's,
5: yeah. there's some of those that have some really good flavors. Our farmers have worked hard to come up with different varieties that they can grow successfully in the greenhouse, and I would say they're still better than, than some of those that you may get elsewhere just because they're still fine ripened. And they're locally grown, so um, come out and even some heirloom varieties that are greenhouse grown. So um, Roma tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, some German Johnsons, Cherokee purples, and just your regular um, red and tomato that most people like on a tomato sandwich.
3: I'm stopping on oh the way home for some tomatoes.
2: Yeah, we we were we stopped there last weekend on a Sunday and got some of those peaches. Oh, they are fantastic. <laughs>
6: Oh, great. Yeah.
4: Was your wife going out to the to the farmers market? It wouldn't surprise me if she yeah, wasn't. Boy, she busted her gut now. to get out of here and away from us.
3: Why, why don't you have her come by here and straighten this place out?
1: Ah, she said, "Oh, no way." <laughs> so, uh, Monica, what about peaches?
5: Yes, there's a great selection of peaches coming in, um, mostly from the um, southern part of the state, the Sandhills area. Um, we've
1: got a pretty good selection of them right now. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and uh, the uh, freestone will it'll be a couple of weeks or more than that?
5: Usually, I would say for the most part, I sometimes right around July 4th. Now, this year, you know, we did have sort of an earlier – um, spring coming in, so some things have been popping up a little earlier than normal. Yeah. Um, and I haven't asked any of the peach birds lately,
2: but typically around the first of July is
1: when you start seeing uh, the birds. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, I always think of wind blow as, as one yeah, of the, the first.
2: Now, is that yeah, that uh, white white uh, peach or is that a no, yellow
1: peach? No, no, no. There really aren't that that many white flesh peaches sold. That that's a Georgia peach. I know is. Famous for that, but there not many varieties sold around here that are have white flesh, right, Monica? We
5: no, we actually do have. Um, it's one of those erratic, um, you know, different varieties that they do have. But we do have a few different white peaches that come in from all throughout the summer, and they're delicious. Um, some of the yeah, they have a different flavor.
1: Too. Yeah,
5: they do.
1: So, uh, it, uh, blueberries. Uh, I assume that str- are s- strawberries still
2: out there, or have I, they gone? I saw a sign last week that said "last week of strawberries," but uh, Monica said uh-huh. there's a few still still hanging on.
1: Oh, you already it's- already mentioned that. I'm sorry, went in one ear and out the other. Sorry about it's that. It's fine. There are. There's still a good selection
5: of strawberries right now, but I would wait too much longer with all the rain and everything we've been having. Um, the past few days, um, that's never a good sign for strawberry um, crops, but we do still have some. So, um, Amazing. You know, we have strawberries coming in from all over the state, so the season is extended a bit.
1: Okay. And uh, flowers, uh, I'm sure you have plenty of flowers and plants out there today too.
5: We certainly do. Um, we have still a great collection of hanging baskets, bedding plants, vegetable plants herbs, um, some perennial um, pots that you can find now that are in bloom. You can find a great collection of fruit trees and shrubbery, um, houseplants, succulents, herbs, and the list just goes on and on. We have you know, container gardens. If you're looking for something just to maybe um, give you a burst of color right there on your patio, you can definitely find some beautiful container pots that are already put together. Uh, so come out and shop with those guys. Um, they've had a, a kind of a crazy season because I tell you almost every weekend it seems like we have had rain. So that, that doesn't always um, go the best when you're in into um, sales of getting folks outside to work in their gardens and um, work in their yard. Uh, they usually find a little something else to do when it's raining. So um, not too late though to come out and get all those things. If you haven't gotten a vegetable garden started, we do still have a great selection of vegetable plants that you can um, purchase to
4: get those garden um, started now. And it's it's not too late for that. Um, there's still lots of crops you can plant and uh, grow successfully. We still got plenty of, of warm weather ahead where you can where you can grow those things. Even starting a flower bed. Yeah, I mean, I know most folks are used to kind of doing their spring gardening in in, in April and May, but uh, yeah, there's still plenty of time. Uh, you know, going out right now, you may have to be a little more diligent about watering over the summer, but uh, get out there and plant. I was yeah. looking uh, at the, the watt coral
3: display over here, and they have my favorite thing over there, zinnias. A great time to plant oh, yeah. zinnias. I plant them in separate times along the year and will have zinnias blooming every three or four weeks until frost comes. And another one that, that I love is the Mexican sunflower where I hope that somebody will someday get one that's a little shorter and more compact, but they will fall over. Yeah, so they've got yep. a shallow root system. Do you have, Gerald, a a compact Mexican sunflower?
7: I do not think we have that um, Mexican variety, I do not. Yeah, we have some compacts, but I don't know that they're the Mexican variety.
1: But they are, I mean, you could use them as background, Absolutely,
7: they you know, they grow ten, for something they, taller.
3: Sometimes they grow eight, ten feet tall, and a good wind or a rain, they will fall
2: over, but they'll continue blooming. Yes, yeah. totally. So I've got a raised flower bed, a raised bed uh, that I have two beds at home, and I, in the past, I'd always put uh, vegetables in both of them. Well, this year, I've decided to to take one, one one of those beds and and devote it nothing but flowers. Wonderful. That's so wildflowers to bring the pollinators in.
1: Yep. Is this a square foot gardening
2: It is yes yeah. It yeah it's, it's yeah. Uh, about t- uh, four five by 20 uh, square feet so it's really small but um, again it's uh, we're just trying to bring the pollinators in and uh, we were talking about the demonstration gardens uh, we, we planted um, these beautiful um, uh, I'm trying to remember uh, Asclepia, which is a butterfly uh, I'm sorry milkweed. Asclepia, uh tuberosa and Asclepia, uh I think uh, incarnata or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but beautiful, different uh, milkweeds to bring in the pollinators, bring in butterflies. Kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, certainly is. What about the, the um, master gardener, Garden Henderson? Uh, is that going strong? Right oh now?
4: yeah, absolutely. Uh, same thing as Mart. We've got a demonstration garden in uh, at the farmers market in Vance County, and, and it looks stunning right now. And we've definitely emphasized pollinator plants, native plants. Um, it, it's just a haven. Yeah. So. What about in, in
1: Warren County? Do old- you? Do y'all have a, a garden
4: there? We do. We, project? We, we, such a pretty town. We have some demonstration projects at the office. Our office is just outside of town, and we do have some demonstration projects uh-huh. there on a smaller scale but still lovely. Yeah. And uh, uh, cared for uh, by Master Gardener volunteers and uh, demonstrating pollinators. We also have an herb section uh, and some ornamental grasses as well. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Gerald uh, White
1: uh very old company. Uh, you know, so handled so many different products. Uh, I guess you started with seeds, basically,
7: growing ba- seeds. And back back in the day, they were general merchandise. They had um, oh okay yeah um, groceries and hardware. No kidding!
1: I didn't know they had groceries. Wow! Oh yeah, hardware yeah, too.
7: Yeah, yeah, way oh. way 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 back now obviously that's when was it was Wyatt Taylor ad- absolutely that yeah. was before it was the, the seed branch split off but okay yeah they
2: um,
7: but from the 1881 roots that were was where I was going but yeah. um, yeah until they they split off and did the, the seed only but um, yeah that's our claim to fame if you will yeah but, uh, see
1: we're known for seeds but y'all have a lot more going a, on
7: there's a, a lo- lot of uh, complementary stuff that goes with um with gardening and uh, y'all distribute a lot of different products
1: like a Spoma products. I uh,
7: must Garden I heard you mention earlier yeah um, yeah uh, yeah like I say just a lot of stuff that goes along with it. Bonite
1: uh, I guess uh, yes you know, the, the the
7: the chemicals the uh, uh, tools lawn and garden tools pruners hose uh, garden hose sprinklers yeah Seed, How big an houses. area do y'all handle? Uh, majority of our business is uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Um, we uh, concentrate on three states and um, that's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it certainly <sure laughs> is a
8: lot to keep now, Gerald, on. you yeah. don't
3: have retail stores yourself. No, you no sir. You use other stores. And so there's no one headquarters of Watt Quarles where you can go buy all this stuff. You you use local merchants. Uh, merchants. Yes, sir,
7: that is correct. We're, we're kind of behind the scenes. We kind of um, supply the independent um, loan and garden, greenhouses, nurseries. Um, we help those folks. Um, and um, we're not in the box stores. So, right. um, did, you, to-
3: did you dismiss Monica? Did you let her go? Or is she still on?
7: No, Monica's still with us.
3: I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we... Nobody would dismiss
8: Monica.
1: <laughs> no. Why don't we... Uh, what's happening up at the market shops? Uh,
5: well, first I want to say um, hello to Gerald, and I know that he helps a lot of our farmers out uh, with pots and potting soil and all the things they need, um, especially for greenhouse crops and um, a lot of other um, of our farmers as well. I know our are customers of his, so... Uh, wanted to say
1: hello to him. It's good to hear him on this morning. Good morning. Yeah, Gerald uh, Gerald's good good company and and uh, certainly knows his stuff about uh, yes. About all of the products that white quarrel sells and, and uh, some good horticulture tips, too Yes, yeah,
5: definitely, and I know that there's a lot of our folks that probably are frequent
1: customers of theirs And we oh my gosh, I'm sure. we've always
5: done for our farmers throughout the years yeah. Um, White corals has definitely been a staple in the area.
1: So uh, the market shops I'm sure booming this morning if not now, it will be.
5: Oh, definitely. Um, you know, you walk in there and one of the first things you smell is that bread baking down there at um, oh. the market bakery <laughs> and uh, it just kind of draws you that way a little bit. Kind of like um, when you pass a Krispy Kreme donut shop kind of just automatically turn in there. Um, so the they have the cinnamon bread, the cheese bread. Um, they have so many wonderful um, things that they have going there. Um, they have cakes and pies. You can do special orders. You have a special occasion coming up, and they'll have everything right ready for you when you need it. Also, you can grab a fresh wheat, orangeade or lemonade, or maybe a um kind of ice cream. And we also have um, three to one coffee. Um, it's a great place to stop. Um, they have coffee and um, all sorts of lattes and mochas and all, all those specialty drinks that they feature there and um, are doing a great job. Uh, we do have all sorts of different craft items throughout the market shop. Um, we have um, the old-fashioned bottle drinks, um, meats and cheeses, fresh seafood, and the list just goes on and on. It's one of those places you just got to walk through to, to see everything, and it, probably every time you walk through, you're going to see something different each time.
1: Have you uh, have you heard from uh, the ladies of Benson and their garden club? The the buzzing the buzzing and what what is that uh, club called? <laughs> Buzz and Bloom. Buzz and Bloom. Buzz. Yeah. Have you heard from those ladies or or are they, um. or they not talking to you anymore? <laughs> because <Okay. laughs> because I, my... I, got a I did get a message on how much
5: they really enjoy being here and they appreciated the the good company that you. You provided during lunch that day, and um, I'm sure they'll be
1: coming back. They, they said they formed a club. They're, they're usually coming to the market as a group at least once a year, so I know they'll be back. All right. Well, they, we've got to get Rufus there so Rufus can provide the entertainment. Well, yeah, I okay. talked to a lady
3: yesterday that wanted to know about the Super Kids Foundation, but she said she was a member of the Benson Club, and she is a lawyer.
1: Yes, from yes she was with us
5: yes was she, janelle janelle yeah. janelle yeah. Yeah. yes was Sat janelle.
3: right side me and uh she gave a good report of, of you mike Okay, Said you right. were on good behavior you were a perfect gentleman <laughs> i
1: i i always try to be that <laughs> she was
3: a a very smart lady and yeah she uh,
1: was uh she was a lobbyist and right and uh, she's she's too young to retire i think but she's retired She not she doesn't practice now she, but she
3: was uh, very cognizant, and and asked if the Benson Club could come to my garden sometime. And I explained the problem is, as you well know, Mike, it's an old 1921 home. Uh, when T models are around, and Gerald, the the roadways, there's not much parking. Yeah, and it's hard to have over over 10, 15 cars at one time. Yeah, and so I, I would love to
1: show people the garden, but thank you, Mike, for well putting you... it on the. Website. You do have, um, you do have, yeah, it's not open to the public. I guess I should have put that on there. <laughs> please, please. Uh, but, you know, just like the state fair, you do have uh, neighbors there on Lake Wheeler Road, and they could take this opportunity to provide parking at their places for a nominal sum oh, to go now, to the, uh, the Edmondston uh, Gardens.
3: Cottage industry. Yeah. No doubt about it.
1: And you, you could set up your stand for for selling. Mike has whatever been you want.
3: advocating for years that I set up a stand and sell something. <laughs> right, on Lake
1: Wheeler Road. Right, right there. I mean, you could, you could. You'd do make that. a killing, Rufus. You could sell up flowers. You could sell photos. You could, you could get some some of these made of this. Pho- uh, Why don't I try hot dogs? You could sell hot dogs. Rufus dogs. <laughs> T- sell Rufus dogs. <laughs>
4: Tithonia seeds. Uh, I mean, all right, oh, uh, yeah.
1: Uh,
3: uh, Xenia, Xenia. Uh, I could fake some. See, from you've been a lawyer, Black and politician girl. too the, long. The you've got to be an entrepreneur. Rose
4: of Sharon seedlings. Right. <laughs> clover, a little clover.
1: Yeah. I'm glad it's almost news time. We, we've we've got to go. We're at the state, we're state fairgrounds in the Graham building. And uh, this is uh, the outdoor living show. What we're doing is not, but we're there. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here at WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 934. 919-860-9783. 919-860 WPTF, the Outdoor Living Show. Kids can come by here where our booth is. You can get a uh, WPTF Weekend Gardener magazine. Kids that can uh, get some uh, potting soil and a uh, container, and they can put seeds, give them a little packet of seeds, and go to town on that. That sounds like a good project, doesn't it, Monica? It does. It
5: certainly does. And you can come by and get all the plants you need right here at the market.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good thing. So, uh, where were we before all these interruptions?
5: Well, I think we had kind of made our round through the market shops and- (laughs) We uh, hadn't gotten to the
1: restaurants yet.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, we have our seafood restaurant and we have our state farmers market restaurant and either one is a good choice. Um, It depends on what food you're in. Um, So, country cooking over there, they have those um, fresh homemade biscuits they're um, making daily and that's the first thing they bring out to your table, so that's such a treat. Uh, seafood restaurant, just good Calabash-style seafood. We have our little market grill, um, where, of course, those roasted dogs are the hot um, item, I guess you could say, on the menu. And, uh, of course, so many other great foods you can grab and walk around with. You go on down to our um, Market Depot craft shed area. On the other side of the seafood restaurant, you're going to find kettle corn, um, some little mini donuts, um, gourmet lemonade folks making homemade baskets, more baked goods, and just so much more. We have a few vendors popped up out on the grass area today with some um, beautiful handmade crafts. We have a mushroom vendor here today um, with our mushrooms as well as some other specialty products um, that are mushroom-related, and we have some live music here today. Um, so, Are you going to be singing? I am not singing, but we have a wonderful uh, person, um, Daryl Darniel. He loves to come out to the market and sing. It's just something that he does. He does kind of for therapy, and he has a a wonderful voice. So um, come by and enjoy a little bit of his music today while you're shopping around. Um,
1: Does he play an instrument, too?
5: He does. He plays the guitar.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen him out there. He's very good.
5: He is. um, He's a wonderful Wonderful person. A lot of folks have really enjoyed him, and it just, you know, makes everything happy while you're out shopping around hearing that music and, um, you know, and you're grabbing all your um, wonderful products that are from our local farms and just gives a good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, certainly is. Uh, Market Imports has some wonderful things, wonderful gifts, as uh, we're not too far from Father's Day.
5: That's right, and I saw um, yesterday where they had started their June sale, um, so be sort sure of stop by there and see what they have on sale for the month of June, and just um, a great place to go. You know, we're talking about grabbing those plants. Um, if you don't have a container or you're looking for something new to add to the patio, they have some beautiful containers, all different shapes and sizes. They have fountains, they have trellises, um, and they have a lot of indoor furnishings, so, a lot of great things you can find for your home and garden over there. And we can't forget super side. If you're looking for uh, lawn care products or maybe need to spruce up your your lawn, they definitely can provide you with the side that you need, um, whether you need just a little bit or you need a whole lot. They can help you either way.
1: That is true. And, and uh, folks who are interested in warm season grasses, they can help you out with that. They have the, the latest and the best. And this is a great time to to uh, put some warm season grass sod out. It's a perfect time,
2: actually. So. Does that uh, super sod? Do they sell compost as well? They do. They
1: they have huge bags of compost that they can. Yeah, uh, well, that's, that's what, and they they, they deliver, don't they? They deliver. Boy, do they deliver! Yeah, they even I, delivered yeah. to Rufus's house, and that was yep. that was a, a tough deal. That w- should have taken the army
3: <laughs> <laughs> to they, uh, do that. <laughs>
1: they 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 bring the big bags and
3: they they had a, a forklift all the way from the farmer's market drove over there and the big yellow bag is still sitting there, Mike. With half half gone, it's just wonderful stuff. It's,
2: yeah, it's. I mean, you can get a lot of wear out of it. You know, why? You know, we were talking about compost and how it's being used and so forth, and uh, regenerative farming and so forth, and making teas out of it and stuff like that. And you know, I've actually heard people actually uh, going in and when in the fall when they go in to to overseed, they'll go in and they'll aerate their soil and then they'll take compost and just use that as a uh, a top dressing instead of using fertilizers and uh, then they'll go in with uh, a seed you know grass seed or you know if they're going to do a, a cover crop for farmers and so forth you know they'll put some compost down and then throw some uh, cover seed down and uh, and get that uh, regenerative activity going on get that microbial uh, soil health profiles going so
1: yeah uh, that,
2: Monica that, major in horticulture at that NC Clemson State. She clover. knows every all
1: about
3: that. What's a river Gerald, is where they, they love that crimson clover. Yeah, yeah, that's
7: good. Good for that. And it's um. Do it's you lobby for the clover industry? I, really <laughs> <I'm sure>. not, <laughs> you really ought to get in on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you're the best spokesman they got. One of the, the most
3: beautiful sights I ever remember was on the farm where crimson clover would be up, up touching the belly of the Hereford cattle. Well, what wow, what a sight! Not that. Well, yeah.
2: you, you know um, these these places that pick your own flowers and stuff are actually planting these crimson clover uh, just so people can go and and, and augment their yeah, wildflowers. Absolutely,
1: and and that's a big industry in North Carolina, uh, becoming one, uh, Monica, isn't it? You're talking about with
5: the wildflowers, the, yeah. Cut,
2: cut, yeah, flowers, the cut flowers, cut flowers, yeah. businesses. Oh,
5: the cut flowers, yes, yes. Um, we do, and we, that's one thing that we have some beautiful cut flowers here um, on the market, several different growers with those, and they have a wonderful variety, um, and we are so pleased to have them. If folks need something for a special occasion, I saw a bunch of bouquets that were being made yesterday for a wedding, and they were gorgeous. So um, definitely a place you can stop by and get all your stuff flowers for those special events you have coming up.
1: Well, we always love talking to you, Miss Monica, and you've been uh, very patient for a big wheel now.
5: <laughs> uh, you are fine. We appreciate having you guys and always enjoy um, all the conversations and being able to be a part of the show.
1: All right, Monica, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. You
5: too. Everybody come see us. We're here seven
1: days a week. All right. All right. See you, Monica. Monica Wood Bye. out of the State Farmers Market. She is the manager of the State Farmers Market. Let's go to uh, Stephen in Raleigh. Stephen, good morning. or are WPTF. Hey,
8: uh, what? What's the disease that uh, hits uh, the red-tips
1: Uh Entomosporium leaf spot. Will that
8: attack uh, Confederate jasmine as well? I've got a big vine that's got red spots on it. It kind of reminds me of that thing.
1: Well, that's a, it's a fungal disease.
4: I know Entom- Entomosporium will get on um, Hawthorne. Um, yes.
1: Yeah, but, especially around here.
4: But yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever heard of it on Confederate jasmine. Now, there are, in most cases, with your woody ornamental plants, um, fungal leaf spots are not a big deal. sporium on red tips is a notable exception. Yeah. But, for the, but for the most part, when you see leaf spots on a plant, it's typically just a few of the leaves and... It, it, it's it's not a systemic issue it's just affecting the foliage it doesn't it generally does not carry over or, or become you know systemic in the plant yeah. um, so okay. what what percentage of the plant is infected with the leaf spots well it's it's
8: a, it's on a, a wire that goes over the, the garage door so it's, it's, most of them have that. Uh, I trimmed it the first time last week, and so I'll sort of watch the new growth and see if it has that on there. But
4: most, yeah,
8: most of the leaves had it on there.
4: Okay, there. You know, there'd be no harm in using just a um, a general purpose fungicide on ornamentals. Um, yeah. Like I said, in most cases, it's not necessary. You know, if it's affecting most of the foliage, that might um, be a, a, a reason to do that. Um, okay. Well, um, sort and, of and, in, and in fact, you know, getting the getting some protection on that new foliage might be smart with just a general purpose fungicide. Okay. Um, yeah.
8: Yeah, sorry. And I had an unrelated question. I had a neighbor... I have a neighbor that has a warm season lawn. I'm not sure if it's Bermuda or not, but I noticed they had aerated it recently, and I was wondering, do they have to come back and reapply the pre-emergent when you aerate like that on a warm season?
1: Yeah, we we lost you there for a minute. Uh, uh,
8: yeah, I was saying a neighbor aerated his warm season lawn recently, and I was wondering if they would, if you have to come back and reapply the pre emergent
1: after you do that. For crabgrass?
8: Yeah. And I know
1: be, I know that uh, normally in February we would uh, start applying that with our changes in our and our weather conditions it's uh, the dates uh, used to be uh when forsythia would start blooming for instance. Uh yeah. and that's, well, the warm that's season changed be a bit and up. then you would do it again in June. Yeah. Wait, but you need to read the label. It depends on, you know, for warm season grasses, they're a little more picky about uh, chemicals than
8: fescue. When yeah.
1: when,
4: when was the, when was the uh, pre-emergent applied? Well, it's
8: not my yard. I was just walking by, and I saw that. Yeah, and they have a long surface, so I'm sure uh, they'll. And maybe you don't need to reapply it since it's such a.
1: Well, I I, I think uh, I know Irv Evans used to uh, recommend that, and and others. I, I know Gerald uh, has uh, has recommended reapplying, but it, it it really depends on the grass. Like centipede, for instance, you have to be very very careful with the chemicals that you apply mm. there because they. They are a little sensitive to it. And I think the warm season grasses in general are a little more sensitive to them for some reason. But
8: then I got thinking about golf courses on the green. I know they aerate them pretty regularly. And uh, they're, they're yeah, they're very fastidious uh, about that. Warm.
1: But you know, efficient. what the professionals do and, and what we do as homeowners
8: is, is uh, often quite yeah. different. Well, I'm sure they know what they're doing. All right. Well, thanks for the information.
1: They, I, I I'm sure they do. Uh, whereas yeah. I don't. So, uh, <laughs> so Stephen. I,
8: well,
3: that's a good way, way to describe that,
1: Stephen. Yeah. Mike doesn't know what he's doing. I, I have. I have. It's been said, you know, far and wide that I don't know what I'm talking about. I should just shut up. So, Stephen. So got, um, all right. Well, thank you again. Thank you very much for uh, calling. Thank you. I appreciate it. Alan is in rock him, rock him Out, as Bart Rittner used to say. And uh, I, I think you, uh, Alan, are acquainted with this gentleman to my right, uh, the Honorable Rufus Edmonston. Alan, Yes, yes. Are you snubbing uh, Alan, us, Alan, <laughs> Allen, you, you,
0: you got to pay attention.
1: you got to pay okay. attention. Well, I'm,
0: at Mike I'm out here at a car show in the big town of Nashville. Oh my goodness, they're having a car show in Nashville? Yes, and there's a sixty six Corvette here. I don't think I don't know if it came from Rayleigh Chevrolet or not, but uh, uh I asked the guy if I sold my house should we talk? and he said we <laughs> maybe not.
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he sold your house and your neighbors maybe, if you Yeah, maybe so. Golly, a sixty yeah. So that, yeah, my, my dad uh, passed away in 1966, and I think probably you know, he drove Corvettes all the time, uh, uh-huh. and, or and at least convertibles, but mostly uh, Corvettes. And uh, right. yeah. so that uh, that car is extreme, that 66 is extremely valuable.
0: Yes, sir. and it's the convertible. Yeah. Oh, wow. I uh, wanted, wanted to share a Tim Valentine story, if it's okay to get too far from and so one
1: of my one of my all-time heroes, uh, yes. who I grew up across the street from, Congressman
0: Valentine. Uh, and uh, Tim was a long-term, active member of the Kiwanis Club. And uh, when they named the uh, '64 Congressman Tim Valentine Highway, uh, the club gave him ample recognition. And and um, uh, they. they whipped on him a little bit, and Tim stood up and said, well, I think they need to put a bucket beside the sign and uh, maybe people slow down and throw money in it. <laughs> 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 and Wilma and I had a trip to Raleigh. So we went on the uh, Outer Loop and I took a picture of the uh, toll highway sign and photoshopped and made it Congressman Tim Valentine toll highway. a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, bucket at the end of the sign the next meeting gave him an 8 by 10 picture and tim went stone quiet i said oh no i have i have made him mad and just a month or two ago before barbara moved to greenville he said "Allie, did i tell you about Tim coming home after you gave him the picture and i said no he said it looked so real he thought some of the hooligans at the Qantas Club, had gone out and changed the sign. And <laughs> oh, rest. no. So oh, checked, my gosh. He went westbound and checked the, the sign and came back eastbound before he came home that day. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, he was quite a man, one of the smartest people I ever knew, and a funny guy. He was a great orator. Uh, I remember the last time he was he was doing something for, uh, for, for Governor Hunt handling uh, some commission. Uh, and uh, I went to that as a reporter, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he said, "Well, Michael," he said, "I see you've joined the fourth estate." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but I, oh, uh, oh, yeah, I love and Mr. Valentine.
3: Well, I enjoy. I still think about my wonderful day at the Exchange Club and with Barbara and all the other wonderful folks there. Yeah, it was a lot of I, fun.
0: And I apologize. I've still got you on the Ash County Courage. Uh, of the month club or something, but <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very informative and lots of fun. Kind of helped to kick start the club back after a slowdown for COVID.
1: Yeah.
3: But um, well, you were talking about the good Ash County cheese
6: curds.
0: Curds, curds that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, Nash Community set up a little room for um, some of Tim's papers. And Barbara also included that photograph of the uh, Congress, where we changed to uh, Congressman Tim Valentine's coal highway. So that's planned it. Nashville College
1: now. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's a, that's a great play. I hope, to, hope they get over there to see it sometime.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And I I was I won't uh, wonder too much, but uh, somehow I, I got to sit at the esteemed table of Jim Dickens and Tim Valentine. And if you're sitting between them, it was quite a show. I bet <laughs> so. Yeah, a
1: lot of a lot of stories there. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Alan, what I appreciate
1: sip. you calling us.
0: Okay, been been wanting to do that, and uh, I. Call us any
1: time, my friend. Anytime. all, all right. Enjoy the courage and the cigars, then, Rufus. I am. I'm sure he already has.
3: I'm getting ready for a cigar break right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
1: Thanks a bunch. Thank you very much. Appreciate you calling, Alan. Well, you know what? I have to
3: tell the audience what we're talking about. When when I made my uh, speech down at the club, the gift they had, had gotten in the conversation with apparently Mike Raley and knew that I loved Ash County cheese curds. They knew I loved cigars. And they had something else in the in the package, uh, a birdhouse. Yeah,
2: beautiful and it was, birdhouse.
3: I've, I've got all, I don't have the cigars and the curds, but I sure have the birdhouse, and it's got a bunch of wrens in it. Oh, well, neat. Yeah. How
1: about that?
3: So I recall that day beautifully, and, and yeah. I'd known uh, Barbara
1: for a long time. It was a, a beautiful time. Wonderful lady. Uh, 919-860-9783 we'll talk to Paul and Wendell coming up is your lawn looking a little ragged and feeling soft and squishy have moles dug tunnels in your lawn have your plants been devoured by voles stop the damage with I must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent I must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent has a strong formulation that's effective and easy to use I must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. It's safe to use around your family and pets and it's eco-friendly. Many products that kill moles and voles can have the undesirable effect of killing other animals too, but not I must garden mole and vole repellent. It contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils giving you peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally harming any other animals, pets or birds. Put it into the moles and voles in your garden with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent in the big orange bag. I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent is available at independent garden centers and hardware stores all around the Triangle area, and you can find I Must Garden at Hudson's Hardware and Garner, Clayton and Fairview Garden Center in Raleigh. Look for I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent in the big arch bag or the hose-in sprayer. Put an end to the moles and voles in your garden with Imos Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. And while you're there, check out all the Imos Garden Natural Repellents for squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and, of course, their best-selling deer repellent and rabbit repellents. You know, um, a lot of people talk about compost. I'll tell you, the best compost around is black cow. The black cow is uh, environmentally friendly. It's helping the environment our process helps to repurpose manure as we do quite often on this show so it's environmentally friendly and beneficial for your garden and lawn black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes than garden soils and it helps to retain moisture too your lawn flower beds vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with black cow everything grows better with sun water and black cow for more details check out their website blackcow.com that's blackcow.com Paul is in Wendell Paul good morning here on wptF
6: good morning everybody how Hello. is uh,
1: is everything in your garden in Wendell there uh, it's a big garden in it Paul
6: uh yeah it's fairly really good I got like six raised beds and 14 containers, 20 gallon containers with tomatoes in them so it's it's uh you know it's okay, everything's doing good. I saw my first tomato yesterday. That's pretty cool. And I have one tomato question. All uh, right. So in the container, like, should I be trimming the bottom branches off of things as they hit the ground?
1: Yes. Just did
3: mine yesterday. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah okay. you have to. Be, you really have to be careful. You don't want too many too many limbs. That's, that's kind of expending energy uh, and I think you would you would produce more if you get well, rid you of know, You don't want to Just invite things to that are in the soil
3: to come up there easy yes. too with those leaves yes. touching.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want anything to touch.
2: And uh, what's, What variety do you have?
6: Well, I got some Cherokee Purple, some uh, Brandy Wine and Sun Gold and some Juliet Hybrid.
2: They're rel- relatively small uh, sized tomatoes. Then,
6: uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've only seen one tomato actually. I got a lot of blooms, but uh, yeah, and they're you know they're probably. I- I'm just really smaller. kind
2: of curious about your container. How big your uh, bigs your container? Um, they're
6: like 20 gallon plastic buckets that I. Got. Oh, big ones. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah.
2: I, My my concern is a lot of times people want to want to have a big a, like a better boy or a big boy tomato and they put them in a, a five gallon bucket and, yeah and they just they just don't do as well yeah. because it just doesn't have that root structure that you need but 20 gallons is, is quite sufficient to have a a pretty good uh tomato crop
6: yeah they're last year i did pretty good i got things for three too they're pretty neat man all i had to do was drill them all over the bottom
2: Or were they the uh, mineral tubs or something for cattle? Well, no, they were actually came from
6: uh, an amino acid factory.
2: um, Wow!
6: How how
1: often do you run across (laughs) an amino acid factory? Anybody here at the? Nope. (laughs) See, I got.
6: Where have you been? Where is
2: this? And where can we get them?
6: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what happened. We. We we're doing a recycling program where I work, and we th- this guy who handled that stuff found them and got them for free. And we had pallets of them, and then they stopped recycling batteries, and so they just sat on a shelf. And one day we were talking about it, and someone said, "Hey, man, if you want some, take them." So I got about twenty of them. They have screw-on wow. Thing.
2: Wow, yeah, that sounds 15.
6: pretty cool. Yeah, they are. If the only problem is. They're white, <laughs> uh. so they kind of stand out in the car,
2: You know, they're well. You can always yeah. paint them. Yeah, yeah. You, you might want to.
6: Might want to paint them. I yeah. might let them do that next
2: year. You can okay. get a, a, a primer base. You know, uh, for plastic specifically for plastic.
1: Yeah, something that doesn't yeah. is not shiny.
2: Yeah, and you know, sure. green green will fit in really well. You could. You oh know, yeah. You can actually I I decorate it if you wanted to. Yeah, you can make it camouflage. De- that's right. That's what I Nobody's going to see
1: that. Yeah. Hey, right. Paul, we only have about 20 seconds. Come
3: on. The man only wants to grow a tomato.
6: <laughs> well, thanks for the advice. I appreciate
1: it. All right, buddy. You call us anytime. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. where the Outdoor Living Show. It's uh, cranking up this morning. Come on out to the state fairgrounds and the Jim Graham building for all the fun.